Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler. Halen Miller-Keys. And Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome to an all-new episode of Help! I Suck at Dating. That's not Help, the name. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. I still got to get used to that. Kaylin Dean joined via Zoom. Kaylin is in still in France. And Dean is holding a hammer for some reason, and he is sure. from Vegas. Uh, we have two wonderful guests on the podcast. You know them from Chicks in the Office. You know what's crazy? We were talking about this before the episode started. Fran and Rhea are our two guests. Hello. You guys have never met Dean and Kalen. No, no, we haven't. This is our first time. <laughs> yeah, Crazy. I was I was just lamenting about how I never got the invite to be a guest on your guys' podcast. It makes me sad. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. That feels like we've invited you guys that, both before. You know, uh, it's okay. I will say <laughs> maybe you turned us down. Maybe you were you were afraid. There's been a <laughs> we always had that drama where like post show we always wanted to talk to everyone and ABC would be like, no. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really let ABC tell me what I can and can't do because I'm my own proud, independent man. Yes, but it's that's okay. A lie. I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to dwell on it. I just, uh, you know, I'm just going to be an afterthought this head? episode. It is a halo. I was going to say it was hard for me to see it first, but now I can see it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that a ring yeah. light or a halo? <laughs> no, it's weird. It just showed up. It just showed up like a couple weeks ago. I don't know. I don't know. It just follows me around <laughs> oh, everywhere I go. Either yeah. way, it's so nice to meet you guys, and thank you guys for having us on. Oh my god, it's an honor. You guys like like I said, you're uh great studio. You guys have a great podcast. We're happy to have you here. So thanks Thank for joining you us. Very much. Yeah, the new studio is beautiful. So uh I when did you guys first start watching Bachelor and when did you start recapping the show? I started for like I I watched way before I was are you like Trista there. and Ryan season? No, type? I didn't go that far back. I would say my first was like Oh, probably like Jake. Oh, Pavelko? Or what? Yeah, yeah. Like back. It was he was the one who had the big breakup with. Uh... Oh, shit. What's her yeah, name? It started with a V. Vienna. Uh, Veronica. No, it was. Uh... It was Vienna. 
No, I maybe yeah. not. Uh, oh, was it I the end? Picture her. I'm pretty sure. I know nothing about. Anyway, that's all I know about Jake. But back, yes, back. I was watching for a very long time. Um, I basically roped Rhea into it. Yeah, she I um more I, casual. I watched like never really um early on, but my friends in high school watched a little bit, and then I remember. I think maybe I was a senior in high school. It was maybe Caitlin Bristow season. No, it's a great season. Correctly. Yeah. And uh, I watched some of that with them. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Kind of fell out of it. Didn't really watch anymore. And then the first real season I watched with, was Ari's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so pretty recent. That's like yeah, that's only a couple years more ago. Recently, yeah. Fran was like, yeah. we gotta, we gotta watch and talk about. Well, because we just had so many of our listeners we knew paid attention. I kept. I was saying to Rhea like. This is a force. I'm telling you, we have to talk about this on on our show. Um, and we started to do recaps that evolved. We, you know, have pulled different people in to tell, do it with us. Trent and Kelly Keegs have always been massive fans. Trent and Kelly did stuff prior to us mm-hmm. at Barstool with like re, um, post shows and things like that. And then we kind of all teamed up together to do Cutting Stems, which is, you know, our post Bachelor, mm. Bachelorette, Bachelor Paradise live show that we do in studio. Hmm. Um, and we have stuck with it since then. Nice. I've got a question for you guys. How does it, like, you're still obviously doing it, but there's so much, I feel like The Bachelor is not necessarily like fading away, but there's so much more unscripted relationship shows that are kind of coming to the top, like rising to the top. Do you feel like, um, like the days of The Bachelor are kind of coming to an end or how do you feel about all that? Rhea's been feeling like that. For I years. personally <laughs> do feel like it should like, I just feel like it's the same format and yeah. in some ways it works for you, for you guys that has worked. And then we see um, things just go to waste. Like you're like, all right, I put in all my effort of watching this show. And once again, they have broken up. I think that paradise is more successful than um, the bachelor or bachelorette itself. And so I'm just like, t- I get tired of the same old thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, a new fancy little show that we haven't seen before is going to excite us. But I still feel like even with a show like Love is Blind or something like that, eventually you'll get tired of that too. It's just like a yeah. new shiny toy with yeah. the shows. But when the format's the same over and over again, of course, when there's like really good drama, you get into it. You're like, yeah. I can't look away from this. Yeah. I, sometimes I, it gets repetitive. I hope they experiment with some new ideas maybe try and switch things up a little bit. Um, but you never know. It's just something that still I feel like is has so much force and still has such a big following that I don't see them making any like crazy changes. I mean, we got a we're we're doing an old person bachelor now. So clearly mm-hmm. they feel like they got steam for <laughs> to, keep, yeah. to keep making it expand. Which is good for you guys. This gives you more content to, I guess, discuss. But I, I agree. I agree with what Rhea. No, not good. I agree with what Rhea is saying. Like, you know, Love is Blind. I've watched every season, and there's only been four seasons. By the third season, I was kind of like, okay, yep, I'm getting bored. I'm getting a little bit bored watching this. But you still watch. It's just still interesting. Right. You still tune um, in, but it's the same. Oh, shocking! They didn't know what they looked like, and then they meet each other, and they find out that they didn't really want to be together. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> and that's four seasons, and Bachelor's done like 40 seasons. Right. So it's, I'm you know. beyond impressed with what Bachelor's done, because I wasn't a fan before I went on the show, and now, obviously, I, I, wa- I, I watch most of it. I'm uh, obviously a big supporter 
of the show. But it is insane now that I've seen numerous episodes, numerous seasons, how it is so repetitive mm. and yet so successful. There was a stretch in there. I remember it was, I don't know, maybe it, not to like toot our own horn, but I guess it maybe started around the Caitlin Bristow era and then it ended maybe like with Ari, where it felt like every season something insane was happening, like, mm. like Colton jumping the fence and then Hannah and the whole Luke situation where like she pulled the rose podium and then Ari like literally getting engaged to Becca and then breaking up with her and then getting engaged to Lauren on the after the final rose. Like there was pilot that stretch. Pete, he had three. Yeah. Post pilot <laughs> Pete. It just kind of, but pilot, pilot Pete. Pete was a big one. His mom the, oh, Barb. <laughs> Dude. And Barb. Yeah. Barb. Holy well, moly. Pete also had the whole situation where he got dumped by Maddie, proposed to Hannah, dumped <clears> Hannah, <throat> got together with Kelly. So he was, you know, exciting television and yeah. Post, yeah. post television to watch. I also think, you know, obviously it's easy for me to say this because I'm part of the world, I guess you could say, but like there's a lot of stuff that unfolds after the show. So it kind of keeps things interesting and kind of keeps you being able to like talk about things and all that kind of stuff too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like even right now it's, it's, it's off for a while now, which, you know, then you start to miss it, right? Like you, like mid season, you're like, all right, where is this going? Yeah. And then it's off for a couple of weeks and you're like, I could probably watch it again. Like by the end of the season, I'm like, I think I'm quitting watching this show. <laughs> and now I'm like, hmm, I could watch another season. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I do want to ask Fran and Rhea just about... Because I, it's because you're so ingrained in Bachelor, it's weird for me that you've never met Dean and Kalen. So, like, what are your, not your thoughts about them, but like <laughs> Dean with the roller coaster ride of his Bachelor, you know, tour, and then him now and Kalen getting married. Like, what are your, do you remember when they first got together? Don't hold, any, don't hold any punches, supporter. by the way. No, no, no. I'm such a big supporter of you two, and I've always said that. She like, has. I really, I think you guys are so cute. She likes anything that's a little uh, unorthodox for the Bachelor world, too, you know? Like, like it just feels real. Like, yeah. it, like, your love to me feels real. I don't, you know what I mean? And, like, and Dean, I just feel like we watched you, you know, Kaylin, this, <laughs> this has nothing to do with you, but just kind of like, is this guy able to commit at all? And the fact that you were able to commit to Kaylin just shows like how much you really love her. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, I I find that to be real because otherwise you could have said to Kaylin, yeah, I'm going to commit to you and be with you. And then like a month later, you do your same old shit. But you you didn't do that. You guys are still together. Yeah. A real testament to how great of a woman Kaylin is. And she is great. She is. And, we, <laughs> and I'll also say like we I've watched everything. Right. So I real have seen all the seasons i even watched winter games so oh, like man. i was you know very involved and um that show sucked <laughs> i loved winter games do not talk ill about <laughs> obviously he thinks it sucks i know why he thinks it sucks but i thought winter games was was ridiculous hey but you, uh, you wouldn't be where you are without winter games yeah. Uh, oh, a thousand percent. I I joke. Obviously, Winter Games yeah. is one of the best things that's ever happened because it forced like a kick in the ass in me. But um, side note, before you finish that, so um, uh, Bennett, who's just got announced as new, like one of the three new executives now that Fleiss is leaving, yeah. he was the show. He was like the showrunner of Winter Games, so it feels like Bachelor's in good hands. I we felt that way too mm. when that announcement came out. We were so happy. I um, I was actually doing. Kaylin Bristow's podcast and I was like what do you she was so we were all so pumped but um no but we I will also say we've had our fair share of of laughs because you guys also have some of the most ridiculous headlines that come out about oh, you yeah. and the stories and we've talked about it on our show we're like how in the hell did Dean lose the where's the ring that what one really we, got to me ring? and then the, with the truck thing like we yeah. were like oh this guy and then, and then the the reverse hysterectomy I was like what <laughs> headlines come out of this podcast the worst one was uh there was one a couple weeks ago that was like Dean wants Kalen to get pregnant by his brother yeah, yeah, that one too. And then you like click the you click the article and you're like, okay, there's more to this, and it's not just the headline. But when you first read the headline, you're like, what? The, the headlines are going? always so do good. You, do you guys so experience good. any of that? Because as you well know, like you can say something like this, and you can see the smile or the sarcasm. You can hear that, but when you see it written down, you're like, oh my god, I sound crazy. But no, you go back to the conversation, you realize it was all like kind of in jest. 
Do you guys ever experience anything like that where you say something and it gets taken out of context and then you have to like deal with it or I guess like like defend yourself? I would say like the people, I mean, we don't get headlines written about us. Yeah, we're not quite that. um, We're not quite there yet. Like like (laughs) commenters and people who listen to our show, I have to stop myself from like over explaining myself sometimes because a lot of things I say are sarcastic. Over explaining jokes. Yeah, over explaining jokes. Like I just am always joking Mm. around. And sometimes I'll say a joke in like a serious tone and people don't pick up on the fact that it was a joke. But in my head, it's very obviously a joke. Mm. And then I'll see somebody comment like, I can't believe Rio said this. And then I'm like, do I have to explain this? Or like, I hate explaining (laughs) jokes because then it's like takes away the fun of it. Right. Yeah. You would hope that majority of the people get it. And then there's like one person commenting who doesn't get it. But then you see that one comment and you're like, oh my God, that means nobody got what I was saying. And you just like go through this spiral of like overthinking because we talk so often. We are, yeah. we do a podcast three times a week. And so you're just always talking. You never know what's going to come out of your mouth and something you didn't even think about, right? You, you talked, you, it, it gets posted. You didn't even think twice about something you said. And you're like, wait, that's what they got out of that? So I feel like yeah. it happens in like a different aspect, you know? Smaller, in a smaller yeah. orb. <laughs> No, but I feel what you're saying, though, like the comments, especially I, I tend not to read them or when I do, I just kind of laugh at them. But um, it's it's just crazy the way that people can you like misconstrue things or, yeah, like what they choose to focus on. Bro, misconstrue. You literally <laughs> said on the podcast that you wanted your brother to inseminate Caleb. I wish we could pull that clip up if right now. If he's sterile. If he's sterile. Big if. I wish we could pull that clip up right now so you could see me like nudging Kaylin, like kind of egging her on. And it's, it's just a giant joke at the end of the day. And sure, like if it comes down to it, yeah, sure. They can go into a room and do their thing. But it's just it's I don't know. It's it's definitely something to have to deal with. We were at our friend's house the other day and Dean was like, it's so frustrating because so Dean says things, as you probably have realized, just to get a reaction out of people. And he's like, it's so frustrating being with Kaylin because she doesn't give me the reaction I want. So I just like keep getting grander and grander. <laughs> yeah. And, when we're talking yeah. to Tori about that. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's funny because Kaylin's best friend is the exact same way. She was, I can't remember exactly what Tori was saying, but she was saying something along the lines of, I want to have a collection of like really hilarious and interesting stories about my life. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's all we are is a collection of our own stories. And so, Tori, you know, Kaylin's best friend does this th- same thing too, where she gets, um, not like louder and louder and louder, but like more outrageous in certain ways. And so I guess I'm kind of the same way. And Kaylin, you know, she kind of shuts down once she gets uncomfortable. And so all you can do as someone that enjoys that <laughs> is get weirder and weirder and say dumber and dumber things um, until that kind of bites you in the butt. Yeah, I, I feel you. That, and then you do it on a podcast. Yeah, and then you do it on a podcast or like we have our live shows and the crowd is right in front of your face. So it's like you say something they laugh really hard and you're like, oh, wow, I could push this even further. And then you keep going. You're like, all right, now I found myself in a hole where like, I'm, like you said, you're just getting weirder and weirder. And you're like, all right, I got to pull back. Yeah. Pull back. <laughs> um, I want to hear about how you guys started the podcast that you do at Chicks in the Office. Uh, so I started working at Barstool as an intern um, back in 2016 when I was 19 years old. They had just moved from Boston to New York. They moved their offices here and... There wasn't a lot of like women here. It was just Erica, the CEO, and um, my friend Glenn, who I went to high school with, ended up getting an internship here. People may know him as Glennie Balls. Um, he got an internship here within like the first two weeks of them being in New York. And I texted him being like, oh, that's con- congrats. That's so cool, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, actually, they're looking like for some 
women like to come in and like, uh, you know, audition to be an intern or some sort. And I came in, got the job that day. I was interning, just doing like very random stuff. Like I didn't have a exact here's what you do every day. Like it was just show up and figure out what to do. It Whether, was more was such a it was more of more like, a, like a wild, wild west. And yeah, it was days, more so. like a joke, too, of like Caleb. Um, I'm I'm sure you guys have seen his videos before on Sunday conversation. He hired Glenn as his his intern. He was going away to do a, a tour and he hired me as his intern that was in charge of Glenn. It was just like this funny little thing that was like a little bit. But then I actually had a job. So I had to figure out what to do every day. And I would just ask random people here if they needed stuff to do or I'd pop into videos here and there. And I always wanted to like work in entertainment. I was like a child actress, like that sort of thing. I just didn't know what it was going to be. And then within six months, Fran came in as an intern as well. And we were the only two girls here. Yeah. And there, there was an ongoing joke because our office at the time was small and the elevator open right to the floor. So anytime uh, a woman would come off the elevators right into the, you're right into the heat of the office. Like there's nowhere to hide. And they, the guys would joke like, Oh, there's, there's a chick in the office. Like, and then the, the, uh, you know, laughter ensued. They'd all think they're so funny. And we kind of took that and started to make videos on Instagram we started doing like one minute pop culture news updates. That account blew up. We started to post across all of Barstool's platforms. We were doing um, an hour on radio every day yeah. when Bar- Barstool had a Sirius XM channel. Yeah. We did an hour every day and that ch- turned into uh, that evolved into the podcast and the podcast. We just started off doing like one a week. Then it turned into two a week and then yeah. it turned into three a week. <laughs> right. We really we bonded over pop culture because we would sit on the couch and we were like, oh, we have something in common here and there's no like female show. And like for yeah. inside, we started the Instagram and then we just got thrown onto radio because Barstool got a Sirius XM channel and they were like, we need to fill all of the slots and make everyone. <laughs> so like just everybody got a radio show. It was yeah, like, it you was get crazy. one, you get one. And Dave, uh, Dave Portnoy came out to us and he was like, um, so we think we're going to like have you guys do a radio show every day. Does that sound good? And we like, were like, great. Okay. Starts in two weeks. And he was like, all right, starts in two weeks. And we had, I mean, we had no experience whatsoever. We did that every day. Yeah. And then we did the Snapchat show. And then, yeah, then turn it into a podcast. Yeah. What was the reception like at first? Because the audience for Barstool, at least back then, was predominantly like, you know, younger men. And then, yeah. you know, these, you two girls come on and start talking about all this stuff. What was the reception like at first? And it was like a slow burn or? Yeah, I would say it was definitely like 50-50. We honestly, right away, the Instagram was more male but as we kind of put ourselves out there more it has shifted completely um our podcast listeners are you know 95 percent female yeah. it's changed we have we have brought sometimes you know some people just listen to us they don't even really pay attention to other things at parcel or some girls have come in and then they get introduced to other things that are going around here. But we have kind of been like a doorway for a lot of people into what Barstool is is like. And I would say our initial reaction, I mean, look, there's going to be guys who want to talk shit about the two young girls that like all of a sudden have this big platform on Barstool. And I think we 
were really good at kind of blocking a lot of that out and still doing what we mm -hmm. wanted to do and not changing yeah. what we wanted to do. And that helped so many other girls come in here now and and create all these other yeah. massive shows. So, And I think it was really helpful that all the guys here were so supportive. Yeah. Like they mm -hmm. were like, as soon as we started working there, they were like, what can we do to help? Like what, what kind of show can we come make for you guys? Like, you know, what can we come up with? Like you guys should be doing something. So I think you know, having all the support in-house was easier to like block out people on the outside because we, the, and and the Instagram, yeah. like there was a lot of positive feedback at first. Yeah. You know, people were like, of course people shit on it, but then there were also people were like tuning in and it wouldn't have become anything if they didn't. Our first, po the first podcast episode we put out, we were like, ah, oh, I don't know if anybody's, anybody's going to be listening to this. Like, we'll see mm -hmm. what happens. And, um, it exceeded our expectations like tenfold. It was, it did so much better than we thought. Um, and everybody here was very impressed mm -hmm. and that helped us. It yeah. helped us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Fran, you said something earlier about how you don't get articles written about you guys. Don't uh, undercut yourselves. You guys are powerhouses and I'm not being, I'm not speaking hyperbole. Like chicks in the office, you guys are powerful and don't thank, forget that. Thank you. But you know, we liked, I, I think sometimes we think about ourselves on the on the other side of it too. You know, we are. Oh, you have to. We have to bring our guests in and make it fun for everybody. But yeah. yes, I think it's better that we don't think of ourselves in like some, because um, as we get bigger, no, nor should you. I'm not. I'm not saying you should. Yeah, no, no, but because you're not assholes. Like, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But sometimes you have to go. You know what? Like, what we did is really cool, oh. and we're really proud of oh, it. Oh, I will talk uh, about. The things that we've done yeah. here for sure. Right. Yeah. And we think it's really cool. <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like we don't we talk about this all the time. Like we don't go to a lot of like events, like influencer type things. Like personally, that's not my style. Like I don't like have no interest in going to those sort of things, you know, like it. So then you kind of feel like I don't know how to how to word it, but like I don't feel like I'm super cool or something. You know what I mean? Well, Ashley and I feel very cool anytime you guys invite us on. I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're always like, damn, they want like that. They're going to have us on. Like, we, <laughs> we'll totally do it, but we feel bad. We feel like we're not worthy. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. 
His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. So I have to ask you, sorry, Dean and Kaylin, but I, because you guys are obviously, you know, ingrained in pop culture and I'm sure you've heard of this rumor and you know my passion in life. So my question is, do you give one, any validity and two, do you support the idea of a potential, probably far-fetched relationship that involves Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady? I knew exactly what you were going to say. We were talking about this yesterday and honestly, I, I don't. I don't see it actually being anything, but I feel like Tom is the kind of type that Kim should be going for. But I don't think I don't think Tom you're not going to recall Tom. I think Tom Brady is so lame and I have a right to do so because me and Tom Brady have like. I don't even know how to describe it. Listen, Tom, Tom Brady's not a fan of me and I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. Shut up. I think Tom Brady's lame. Wait a minute. Hold on. How does Tom Brady? Wait, are you being it's serious? That Tom Brady's well, not... I am being I'm being semi serious. Yes. Semi. Do you know how cool that is? But also like, Tom, I, you know, and Tom, like I think he's a great football player. Obviously, <laughs> he's very cool in that aspect. But I think he's a lame guy. Yeah, he's got okay, dad energy on. for sure. Wait, shut I, up, I need, dude. Shut I need up. No, I need to know how why Tom Brady hates you or not a fan of you. Oh, man. Uh, and, like, and how do you know that? He. Yeah. OK, so. Um, like I had some public happen, go down where I don't even know how to explain. Sure, it. I, I could, I bet I could do it pretty quickly. You could. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rhea publicly dated somebody here at work for, um, a while. They broke up amicable breakup M- time months, months, months go- goes by. She dates, uh, starts dating somebody else that works here. Um, okay which in the Barcel fandom absolutely blew up. These men absolutely lost their minds at this very normal thing. It was, it took a, it blew up in a way that it was absolutely so ridiculous, but the Barcel fans decided to like make teams basically of, you know, these two guys and Tom Brady publicly tweeted that he was on the side of, Oh my God. Ex-boyfriend. Like literally, I think I remember this. Yes, but I had no idea what the hell that was in reference to. 
Yes. Well, yes. now you know. <laughs> so like, oh I'm my like, god! Realistically, like I'm joking because yeah. it's insane that Tom, like Tom Brady, was involved. Like the fact that <laughs> that was even like a why thing was he involved? Does, does he know your ex boyfriend? I think I, he knows he's a fan. Like, like I he knows it's just he's like a, a bar so like Boston yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. Um, he knows and, like, he's a super fan. I think of the, that was like Patriots. You know, like. Like, you know, yeah, like he was just, men, you know, mom mentality when it's like, oh, we're just going to like go full force for this side. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, that's what happened there. And then, yes, Tom Brady. Yes. So when Tom Brady and Giselle got divorced, I said I was obviously team Giselle. <laughs> obviously, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so besides you, that, I like I always thought Tom Brady was lame. Do you think he's lame as in like he's just boring or do you think yes. he's lame yeah, like he's a jerk? Like, him no no, no like, we just like personality wise like, like pers- it would be hard to have a conversation right. with him yeah he's a bit robotic yes robot robot is the word mm. see i disagree but i agree that he's lame but i agree that he i i don't think he's boring i don't think that at all You're i bet the he's the only very- one here that's actually spoken to him so this is fair twice Yes. Yeah, but Jared, Jared drinks the Tom Brady Kool-Aid, though, for yeah, sure. Major. Big Kool-Aid, 30 seconds on this. I think he's very personable and fun and jokey. And I think he, in front of like the camera, he's very robotic because I think he very much cares about his like public perception, which I think hurts and helps him because a lot of times he does come off a robotic. And it's like, if you just joke around a little bit more, people will probably like you and relate to you more. But... Uh, I definitely could see him being like also lame where it's like, oh, well, we can't go out to dinner because I can't eat this. Like, I can't eat at this place or I need to do this or I need to I need to go to bed at eight because right, I need to wake right. up at five. And I it's like, oh, my God. And I could never see him like hanging out with the whole Kardashian family. Yeah. There's no way. Mm. OK, but real quick on that. I want it so um, badly. OK, Tom Brady and Kim Kardashian. I see that over Kylie and Tim- Timothy Chalamet. That mm. blows my mind. Yeah, you know, I'm I think like, I've warmed up to Kylie and Timothy Chalamet. I'm not shocked about Kylie and Timothy Chalamet. Really? I don't know why. Like, I mean, I just feel like Timothy Chalamet like, kind of has this swagger that I'm, is you wouldn't expect. I'm more shocked that Kylie is into Timothy yes. than I am Timothy is into Kylie. Yes, no, for sure. That's why I'm like, why is she with this guy? And I could picture Kim and Tim together more than those two. Yeah, so I just, I cannot picture Kim and Tom together. I don't know why. I just Tom. can't picture it. Kim and yeah. Tim. That would Kim be a great Tim. couple Kim names. <laughs> also, yeah, I agree. Timothy Chalamet, he's kind of got like uh like the Pete Davidson big dick energy kind of thing, you know? Exactly. I said yeah. I said I feel like Kim maybe told Kylie like, hey, go with the the, the lanky white guy, guy for, a yeah. Chance, yeah. for a change. She was see what it's like. Like uh, she's like Pete Davidson was great. Maybe <laughs> this will this will be a good bounce back from you because they're they were both kind of coming out of like a big relationship, right? Kanye, Travis Scott, like crazy oh, a lot of crazy drama with both of those guys. So it's like change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What right. was the thing? So Kim bought a house in Tom Brady's subdivision or something like that? Ah, yeah, I don't really know. It's like I think she was looking to buy property where somewhere that he has property and i think the people that work uh the people that kim is partnered with for skims are also the same people that do brady tom's uh loungewear stuff underwear whatever the heck Mm. it would just make me it would make me so happy because of all the people i am a kardashian stan ashley uh i've always been respectful of the kardashians but she's definitely turned me because the I, i hate when people say that the kardashians don't work and it, it like 
And I love the idea of all these football fans that just idolize Tom Brady that are like, Brady's the man. He's like, he's the best. Da, da, da. And then they would have to also accept the fact that he's dating Kim Kardashian. And they're also the same people that definitely are saying that Kim Kardashian doesn't work. And she just, you know, uh, sold a sex tape and got famous mm. off of it. And she doesn't do anything. So I would love so much for those <laughs> giant babies to be like, oh, well, she obviously does something because now she is Tom Brady's girlfriend. And you, you, if you don't like Kim, then you don't like Brady's girlfriend. <laughs> it would really put their brains in a, in a, in a blender. In a, they wouldn't know what to come out of that one. Right. Also on, on pop culture real quick, because uh, the guys don't watch and I never get to talk about this. Are you guys watching Vanderpump? Yes. The finale. So it is incredible. It's, it's insane. It is jaw on the floor. Unreal. Sickening. Okay. Mm. I'm in France and I can't watch it. And I'm like, crushed oh. about it. <laughs> oh. You're going to have to like go on FaceTime with somebody and have them hold the TV like to the screen. <laughs> No, and my just, friend, she's like, I'll record it on my phone and send it to her. Yeah, no, like, literally, though. Bootleg. <laughs> right, <laughs> honestly. That Vanderpump stuff for the non-initiated is so hard to follow. Like, so many names and so much moving parts. It's kind of crazy. It, it actually very much is. And Rhea and I have definitely been the two people that, for those who didn't watch, like, just our, I think, friends in our circles would be like, oh, you guys obviously know what what's this Vanderpump thing? Like, can you guys explain it to us? The amount of times I've been out and have had to explain this story mm -hmm. to people. And I'm like, all right, guys, sit down because it's a journey. Like, and I can't there's a lot of players involved. Right. We need like a whiteboard to explain it. Like, there's way too much going it on. It is. It's hard to it is kind of hard to follow, yeah. but I will say, like, oh my god, Kaylin, you're gonna die. The the conversation that the conversation that Raquel and Tom Sandoval have together is it's just John. It's truly John the floor. You won't believe the words that come out. of It's actually mouth. worrisome. Like oh I'm concerned for both of them. Yeah. Well, that was my question for you. Is there any coming back for Sandoval or Raquel? No, no, no. either. Listen, obviously what they did is extremely f***ed up. Right. And we all know what they did. If we never saw a finale or we never saw any footage of anything, they could maybe spin some. I don't know. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe. I would lean towards no. After this finale, absolutely not. Like they, it is shocking how they act in this finale. And the other, like they were crying their eyes out and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like maybe you'd get a couple people feeling bad for you. No. Yeah. Like they are going to be even more hated than they were before. And I didn't know that was possible. They, mm. they also, um, there's a lot of law, uh, uh, lines drawn in the sand for sure between like, the rest of the girls, Ariana, they were, they're very much being like, you associate with either of them. You're, I'm, I cannot associate with you. Mm -hmm. So they're like really, really pulling back. There's a bunch of conversations that, that were had of like, you know, Ariana talking to Schwartz or Sheena talking to Sandoval. That's just like, this is it. Yeah. See a friend. Like we can't, we cannot be friends anymore. Schwartz, I feel like Schwartz has a chance of coming back, but he's like fully on their side, it seems like. I haven't watched the finale, but... Uh, yeah, he, he tries to... He's su I mean, that's the kind of guy Schwartz is. He tries to play both sides yeah. in every situation. Yeah. And he tries to do the same. And They this. always say, a friend to everybody is a friend to no one. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you gotta pick a side. Interesting. Well, I gotta for say, sure. this is good promotional material for Vanderpump. I've never seen an episode, <laughs> yeah, but now yeah. I want to watch. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I heard it's like the equivalent if, if, like, in the Bachelor world, the scandal that's going on, that if Sean Lowe cheated on Catherine... 
with like with her best right? friend with her best friend like there, there's another element of like yes cheating is awful no matter what but when you cheat with somebody's best friend for an extended yeah. period of time they don't have kids like, so like let's say this is actually a good comparison if jordan rogers was yeah. having an affair with becca tilly with becca tilly oh my gosh that's what it would be because like they're like jojo becca best like that's what it would yeah. be best friends yeah. oh like, wow hang out all the time like yeah. see that's what the bachelor needs right there <laughs> to turn it around <laughs> yeah oh Just my gosh crazy 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 uh scandal to break yeah Damn. No. this whole this whole scandal has been so interesting for me because like i said i don't follow it but i'll wake up in the morning and kaylin will fill me in on everything before we even brush our teeth and she's like saying all these things and all these names and i'm like i'm still kind of asleep right now i have absolutely no idea what's going on but now i have to watch the finale so i'm excited to to be able to Oh, yeah, you should FaceTime that, me, and then I could watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you guys can watch it together. How sweet! I could, I could do that. Keep that halo <laughs> above your head. You're an angel right now, Dean. Yeah, thank you so much. I got a quick question before we go for both of you guys because you're both in relationships, happy relationships. Does your um, viewpoint of relationships has it been altered, or your relationships with your significant other? by watching so many dating shows like bachelor or love island you know does your perspective on things change at all or or or, or i guess my question is like of all these like for ashley yeah. and i there's definitely been elements of bachelor that has imprinted on our relationships um and and i'm curious about like you guys being so ingrained in it now has that altered your relationships for better or worse or not at all that's a good question i feel like it definitely hasn't altered anything but i definitely have looked at sometimes i'll look at my relationship in the lens of like a relationship i see on tv mm -hmm. and either that will alarm me or, <laughs> be, or be like reassuring i just think even without like the dating shows per se but all the like the all the bravo shows and relationship like you see sometimes you see like your your yourself in different things you're like oh that was I do that or, yeah. but I can't say, I don't think any dating show and seeing a relationship has made me think like, Oh God. No. A that's... lot of times I'm thankful. Like I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I'm so happy with my relationship. Thank God that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It kind of is like a good way to gauge what not to do in a lot of relationships. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's very true. You see, or just seeing like sometimes how, people treat each other which honestly maybe could be a good thing because if you see the sometimes when you watch a couple have a fight or argue you kind of pick up things that you're like oh i don't ever want to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then here we are doing it sometimes um, but, but you guys, thank you so much for joining us. That was a blast. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you. Maybe Kaylin and I can swing by the office one of these days. I'm Absolutely. just going to, I'm just going to invite myself at this point. Open no, in, open invite. You guys you are guys. always traveling. Next yeah. time you're in New York in like five years, you guys can go. Yeah. We'd love yeah. to have you and, and you'll give us some crazy headlines. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can talk about some weird stuff. Just, uh, just put me on a microphone and we'll see what comes out. But um, for the listeners, so much for having us. oh my gosh, of course, oh, for the listeners out pleasure. there, be sure to check out Fran on chicks in the office. Uh, I'm sure you can get it on Spotify and basically everywhere you get your podcasts. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. This was great. Thank you guys. Thank again. you guys. Bye, Fran. Bye, Rhea. Good seeing you. Bye, guys. Bye. Kaylin, enjoy Bye. Fran. Yes, have fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. So cool. <laughs>
Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Help We Suck at Being Newlyweds. If you haven't already, be sure to go back a couple days and listen to our last episode uh, where Kaylin gives us some incredible wedding updates. Jared talks about what a beautiful Mother's Day he had with Dawson and Ashley. And I don't really get to say much. Actually, no, I do say a lot, but none of it's really very meaningful. So go back and listen to that episode. Um, and while you're at it, come back and listen to this one again. Because, you know, why not? You got a long commute. Might as well fill it with our voices. Um, Jared, I love you. Kaylin, I love you. Love uh, you. It's just such a great time to be alive. We're all in different parts of the world, and yet we can come together on this podcast and see each other's faces. So um, appreciative of that. And uh, what a world. See you guys next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help. We suck at being newlyweds and email us at newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate black history month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of black history month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.